Yes, Andy, your background is uh, it's, it's fantastic. What to, Andy, I, I can't remember if I asked you last time around, what's your favourite fresh produce, Andy? We had a debate about that, and uh, when I said what it was, uh, people in the office laughed. So, oh, tell us. Uh, we need to know. Uh, I said Amaro. Uh, but I was, being, I was joking. Uh, but uh, I think, um, no, I like potatoes because my Irish background. Uh, I think potatoes has always been a firm favourite in our house, and... Uh, and a good old-fashioned banana, I think. That's breakfast most mornings, so not time for breakfast. So, so, so breakfast is as a marrow, a potato, and a banana. And, and, yeah, and if you put that in a stew pot, it's lovely, trust me. With a little bit of rice, it's beautiful. Excellent. Hello, everyone on Facebook. Hello, everyone on LinkedIn. Hello, everyone on YouTube. And hello, everyone on our Beanstalk podcast series. I'd love to introduce you yet again to the fantastic um, Andy Molan from EFSIS. Andy, say hello to everyone. Hello. <laughs> Oh, it's great to have Andy on again. Um, I was just saying in the green room with him, where Andy and his fantastic team at EFSIS are so different in comparison to other uh, companies in this, this sector of credit insurance. We're going to do a deep dive with them, with Andy about this a little bit later. Is this so proactive that they are experts in the, in the sector of the likes of meat, but they want to come into fresh produce and assist our sectors. And as such, they've been um, hugely enthusiastic. Um, Andy, haven't you, about, you, you, you seem, you, all of you seem to be really positively challenged to come in and make a real difference within within the fresh sectors and Andy, you mad why is this why do you want to get involved with fresh produce uh, i think we see a lot of uh, similarities between the fresh uh, meat sector uh, and the food bench uh, and i think also we actually quite like the people in the sector uh, there's three or four generations of families uh, there's people that are honest they're transparent they're in a tough sector with low margins and I think it's just a sector that we understand. We understand the pressure, the challenges, and increasingly, the more we learn within the sector, how we can add value to these companies. So we enjoy people, we enjoy the sector, we understand the pressure, um, and we just want to help, I think, as well. Yeah, and, and where I think it, it is so important and interesting is that the, what the services that you present that you deliver to, to me within fresh produce within the UK is very fragmented um, and to have a professional organization um, that people can go to and just know that they, they can trust you that your team are experts of what you can do and the examples that you've given me um, over, over the last, last few months have been have been stunning so you can it's god and it's hard enough as it is at the moment with the with the elements that you can present to be able to take that heavy load away from from those people and deliver that that success i i i think the sector desperately needs it i totally totally agree uh, and i think what we said before is that we're always learning yeah if we look where we are today and where we thought we were yesterday by talking to a lot of customers in the fresh produce sectors we thought we understood the sector we understand the challenges and what we have managed to do is through that cooperative uh, discussion with uh, the, both underwriters and the fresh produce is come up with some new products. And, and part of today and part of yeah. launching the magazine is about presenting these products to the fresh produce sector in a real positive light. Yeah, it's about growing your business, knowing your risk and helping you to maximize your profit. Yeah. So, so and, and just before we come on to this this lovely new new publication, which I believe is already going around um, some of the wholesale markets as, as we talk, um, can you just give, if it's okay, can you just give us the elevator pitch um, for um, EFSIS as, as to uh, what, what you do and why people should engage with uh, with you and your team, please? Yeah, uh, 
I think what, what we've done with this magazine is that we really wanted to, to, to highlight, I think, best of, of what's about the fresh produce market. You know, if you look at organisations like Feeding Britain, which is in our publication, if you look at the FPC, you look at new innovation coming to the market in the form of Food Pro. It's all about highlighting a really important sector that we believe don't get the recognition um, that they that they deserve. Yeah, uh, and consequently, we decided then to produce this magazine. And it's important to say that we do it in cooperation with the food and fresh produce sector because. We want to highlight all the good stuff that's happening. And, and the bit that really surprised me when we started to get more and more into this sector is this passion for innovation. There's this passion to deliver quality products every single time. And that's, I think, the bit that's infectious. We're very passionate of what we do. And I think equally within this fresh produce sector, there's an awful lot of passion in delivering exceptional food. So, so, so Andy, you, you and the business are noisy dis dis disruptive but it's not normal for an insurance broker to produce such a high content um for fully 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 functional uh, magazine about a defined sector that you're looking to get, get into well, so why have you done it let's get to that support so why have you put that time and energy because well, this is free you, you very kindly sent me a copy and i'm, and I'm guessing that the 200 odd copies that are going around the wholesale markets today have all been free why why is an insurance broker like yourself look to create such an interesting magazine I think it's a good question, uh, and, and I think on, we wanted our market is quite stale. Yeah, if you use the word insurance and you talk to most uh, customers, you mention the word insurance and they switch off. Yeah, we've got a sector that's been around for twenty well, for over a hundred years now, and we tend to sell trade credit insurance on the back of fear. Yeah, so what happens if you have a bad debt? We wanted a medium in which we could say, okay, how can we begin to spread the positive news, the real good forward thinking, companies that make a real difference in this sector. And we looked around, we looked on the website, we looked at other publications, and we love to be disruptive. Yeah, I think <laughs> you mentioned that word earlier. Uh, and I think we just found a, a, to be compelled, I suppose, to really to come up with a magazine that highlighted all what we believe is good about this, this sector. Yeah, and where, where it's really good is um, we've all been inflicted by, by those brochures um, of um, uh, whether it be car companies or whether it be conveyor belt manufacturers. All, all they've got is their own material in here. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at pages uh, four to five, putting families first with free fresh food. So it's actually, you, you, it's not full of um, uh, articles about your services. You, you're looking to contribute to the sector by, by giving us an insight into um, charity aspects, and uh, we'll come on to a little bit uh, later with um, uh, with a review of um, some some of the companies already in the, in the sector. So again, was that your thinking, just to be that that bit different, that bit disruptive with the magazine? Yeah, I think it's too disruptive. Uh, I think you've got to be disruptive to to grow. Uh, but this uh, feeling written is uh, is a personal thing for me. Uh, brought up in in Hackney, parents uh, of Myland. Um, we, uh, we benefited growing up from food parcels. Um, I think wow. it's um, a really important area to, to recognise that there's still families here in the UK that go without food. And perhaps more importantly, go without fresh produce within those food. And then when you then look at the, the, the high percentage of wastage in the fresh food sector, yeah. and it's all about a great organisation like this who, you know, who puts total commitment 
yeah, hopefully support from UK government, making sure that those children, those families that are less fortunate can benefit from fresh produce and food. Yeah, and uh, you know what, it's a human right. Yeah, well, well, well done. So, so do you think by publicising that in, in your magazine, that's going to get some of the fresh produce companies who perhaps aren't involved with them with such an organisation um, or in, with, with, a, um, with, a, with a similar scheme? Um, do you think that's actually going to influence them to actually read the article and get involved to see if they can, can help um, those that pro probably need, need some help with nutritional food? Yeah, I mean, this is nice about the sector. Most people I speak to in the sector do want to help. Yeah, uh, they do want to, you know, there's wastage, there's a way in which they can get that fresh food to an organisation like this, they would love to support. And all we're doing at the moment, Max, is that we've got all these people that want to help. We've got people in the fresh produce, you've got great charities like this, um, and all we need to do is join the dots up somehow, yeah? So, yeah, physically, how do you get that fresh produce to this organisation? Yeah. So I think this is the start of a journey. This is us highlighting that there's a need to work together. Um, there's recognising that the fresh produce already do an awful lot of good work, but there's more that we can do. And I think by highlighting both a positive aspects of the charity, along with potentially how can we continue to help people more, that, that can only be a good thing. And, and what we've decided to do as a business is that on the fresh produce new trade credit insurance policy, which we'll come on to, for the first year's premium, we will donate 1% of our brokerage towards this charity. Yes. Wow. wow. And Andy, sorry, can you just repeat that? Just so I can get that soundbite again. Please. Yeah, so for every fresh produce policy that we sell, 1% yep. of our brokerage for the first year will be donated to this charity. Well, another reason, to, what, another reason to to deal with yourself, and, and yet you're completely on on the, on, on the zeitgeist moment with the national food strategy that was announced two three weeks ago, um, and Dimbleby stating that um, we've got to potentially start to tax um, uh, sugary food um, to to try and get these sort of families uh, to be to be fed. You're 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 right in that moment in time to promote that um, and, and, and the fact that you're going to contribute towards that with um, with people signing up um, for with you is, is another another reason for, for people to sign up with you and then just coming on to your your feature about um uh, uh wt hill we've all got a real soft spot to, for, for will hill and his um, and his business because that's how you and i got introduced through through will hill just talk us through the uh, that special feature with wt hill please yeah i think it's a it's very uh again what i said earlier if you look at this mid fresh produce market there's lots of multi-generation family businesses uh, and then when we got introduced to to will it's a client of ours we're pleased to say uh they couldn't help enough when we went to to will and and his family and his colleagues and said look we want to get more into this fresh produce uh, sector they couldn't do enough they told us who to talk to who we need to contact so they gave us support they gave us encouragement and I'm pleased to say that, you know, those are the sort of companies we love to work with. Those companies that are very traditional, but they've got this new generation that's got aspirations to take the business to the next level. Yeah. And that means innovation, that means IT, that means new products. Uh, and I think we're getting involved with the sector a really exciting time as well. So uh, it, it just feels right. It's a company that we love working with, a company that we respect, and we recognize they achieved an awful lot. 
And more importantly, I think, Max, they've got a lot more, yeah, that uh, they're looking to achieve. And I think what they do is an icon within this sector, and I see many other companies in this sector that's looking yeah. to uh, duplicate that. Yeah, there's a couple of really interesting parallels there. When, when Will introduced me to you, he said, you've got to meet Andy and their and the team. They, they make tra trade credit insurance really exciting. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, that, that sounds really... And then you look with what uh, Will is doing with his uh, FruPro business, where, as you say... Uh, the generational change, the generational shift. Um, everyone, have a look at FruPro. I'm sure you've already seen some of the um, uh, articles and interviews. We've interviewed uh, Will in the past, um, and the platform that they're creating is, is fascinating. And we'll, we need to get uh, Will on a, a, again um, shortly to get an update from him as, as to how he's um, how he's running. And then, and then Andy, um, come, turning to yourself, we've got pages 12, 13. Um, Andy Molin, a man on a mission. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think um, I've been around trade credit insurance now for 33 years. Yeah, and I think as an industry, we create a little bit of a mystique around the product. It's a complicated product. It's, it's, it's ensuring a fluid asset, meaning the receivables. We use an awful lot of jargon that makes us feel important and, this, and creating we're the experts in this sector. But essentially, it's a simple product. Yeah, it's, 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 and what we're looking to do with this new fresh product policy with COFAS is that we spoke to the sector, we spoke to COFAS, and we said, instead of coming to you every single time and explaining what clauses we need, coming to you and saying that we want this included in this policy and that included in this policy, we wanted to get to a point where we had our own fresh produce policy. Yeah, wow. This is a policy that we have designed and developed in cooperation with the market, in cooperation with COFAS, who COFAS is the leading underwriter, to come up with a unique policy wording that we believe addresses all the key risk of a company within that fresh or frozen produce sector. So we know that every single time we, we place one of these policies, we know it's fit for purpose. We know that we've covered the pre-dispatch, the work in progress, the dispute. And within here, we've actually included some clauses or some cover that you would not normally see within a standard policy. For example, dispute cover. And as we come out of this pandemic and, and, and the economy begins to grow, not only are we going to see an increase in fraud, we're going to yep. see an increase in disputes. Yep. And disputes, 99% of policies out there does not cover disputes. Yeah. Yet we've managed to include this within this policy. Well, well so, so Andy, just going back a bit, I use this word um, for your services into the sector has been fragmented. So, so you've managed to, to create a, um, correct me if I'm wrong, a, a one-size-fits-all policy on that basis that, that people can can uh, understand, know and trust um, and then proceed with knowing, knowing they've got that security in place by, by yourselves. Would that be correct? Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's, it's a policy that's been designed around the fresh produce and frozen produce sector. Uh, yeah, so there is some unique clauses there. But we've also done it slightly module where you can buy more and more cover. Like, for example, you know, uh, you can buy dispute cover, uh, you can okay. have open uh, trading facility, you can have fiscal risk, we have fixed premium for limits charges. The first loss starts at £500 compared to £1,000 for most policies. And that is to help the fresh produce sector to sell to the hospitality sector, where maybe the invoices are not as high uh, as, say, other sectors. So, and, and the other really important point, I suppose, as well, is that when we've bench tested the premium against a, a standard policy, not only they get a more comprehensive cover that's aligned to their business, we're finding that the premiums are more competitive than the standard policy. More for less. Oh. Wow. Okay. 
It sounds too good to be true, but... Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's something that's that's been required um, in this sector for a number of years, but even more so, you, you mentioned with the, the likes of food service and the and the issues of um, uh, some food service companies, unfortunately, having to uh, to liquidate themselves, but then what happens to the suppliers on, on, on the back? To, to have that, that security in place by, by yourself in these very odd times as we hopefully climb out of the pan pandemic is going to be a, a great boon. Um, Andy, what, what sort of fresh produce companies, uh, would, let's be let's be candid with each other, what, what sort of fresh produce companies can you help? Is it from little, little, little family, family companies in a wholesale market to 200 million pound turnover companies or everyone and everyone in between? Who, who can you assist? Yeah, I think first and foremost, this product is geared more towards the SME sector. Yeah, it's a yep. sector that sometimes gets overlooked. So we say SME turnover, say 20 million and below. Yeah, this policy can be for a large multinational, but we wanted to begin to look after those smaller, growing uh, SME fresh produce companies. Yeah, um, but then equally, we've got clients that are turning over three, four billion. Yeah, wow. in, in, in the sector. Yeah, we, we ensure globally, you know, part of the ICBA, we're in 46 countries with 600 people like me, not quite like me, but around the world, helping companies to trade. And that's what's really important about, if you like, the way in which we position our, our service in the market. It's really about identifying growth. It's about giving comfort to clients to trade at higher levels and to realise you know, where they're taking risk. And what we can't ignore, Max, is when you trade, you can't eliminate all risk, yeah? But what yep. we're doing What's is that? with the policy and all the other services is we're trying to minimise that risk or to identify what risk these companies are taking. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the hospitality sector, one in four pubs may never open again. Yeah, yeah. the restaurants, number of restaurants will close. So we've said this before, there will be a, a, a real sort of, dynamics in the market where GDP is growing, the need for the yes. products will be growing, but potentially the risk will be higher. Yeah. And, and we're, we want to help companies to navigate through all these challenges while grow, helping to grow their business and recognizing what risks they're taking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well said, and Andy, and just at that point, you mentioned this in the Fruitful magazine, over and above that, um, that main policy that we just talked about, knowing a, a number of these companies, they, they don't want to have a, a scattergun approach and to be dealing with uh, three, six, 10 different companies in, in, in your area. What can you, so these companies, they, they tend to want to find a trusted partner and give them everything knowing that they are the trusted partner. What can, what else can you do for fresh produce companies um, that, that we can um, educate people on so they know that they can come to you on a sort of a one-stop basis? What, what, what else can you do for them over and above the policy we, we just talked about? Yeah, good question. I'm glad you asked me that question. Uh, the way that we tend to talk, uh, the way in which we provide our service, is that we believe we, we're, we are that trusted partner, um, but we provide a toolbox. And what we're saying is companies out there where maybe trade credit insurance isn't right for them. Maybe what they need is some scorecards, risk assessment, and so forth. So what we've done is we've created what we call our growth toolbox, so helping companies to grow. And in there, of course, we've got this new product. But we've also got products like fraud forum. So in other words, we're expecting an increase and we're seeing an increase in more sophisticated and frequency of fraud. So what we've done here is that we've created this forum where anyone in the fresh produce sector can send us yeah, details of, of, a, of a transaction or a company that they believe is fraudulent. And then we'll do all our checks behind the scenes to establish whether we believe they are or not. 
Yeah, that's a free service that we're offering to the fresh produce, and it's a service that we do for the meat sector. Then we look at what we call a product called Max Credit. And as we're growing, and as these companies are grown, and we're looking at their debtors, and we're helping them to identify the risk, these guys are going to need some more uh, supplies. So the supplier will then come to them and say, look, you're growing, which is great, but my, my, if you like, my credit that I need on you, Mr. UK wholesaler, has now gone from half a million, let's say, to a million. But I can't justify, because I may have credit insurance, or I may go to a state's information company, and I can't get the credit lines on you. And we've called this non-financial working capital. So if you're growing your business, you may have to grow your supplier credit lines as well. Yeah. So we've brought out a product called Max Credit, whereby we identify all the ratings with all the underwriters and the information companies. And then we educate our clients to say, this is the information that you need to provide to these parties in order to potentially increase your credit rating. So when the supplier goes to the underwriter or goes to the information company, the most positive rating is available and hopefully that will result on high credit rates. So these are all products that look at supplier, that looks at credit, that look at debt finance risk, that looks at fraud, but essentially it's a suite of products or a toolbox to identify the risk to help companies grow. And that's really one of my yeah. ambitions within this sector is I want to take trade credit insurance and all the other products and I want to put a positive spin. Yeah, I don't want to know about bad debts. If we're doing our job well, working with yeah. a client, we shouldn't be having any claims. Yeah, a credit insurance policy is about catastrophe. What will happen if worst case scenario? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're using credit insurance, using the products, using fraud, growing your business, maximizing your profit, aligning the individual debtor risks with your collection starts, all this generates improved working capital, profit, and shareholder value. So it's a positive message I really want to. And, and, and I'm guessing that when you engage with a, a potential customer for, for the first time, you evaluate their needs and out of the, the uh, fantastic plethora of services that you can offer them, you'll suggest uh, what's going to be best for them. And perhaps with the growth potential that they've got, you'll, you'll then be able to trigger in um, other elements of, um, of your offering at a, at a later stage, stage as, the, as the company grows. Yeah, it is. And it starts right at the beginning. Yeah, you sit down with a client and you discuss them what's their aspirations, what's their desires. Yeah, is it growth? Have they got the liquidity yeah, to grow? Well Have they got the market share? So it's all about sharing the journey that they wish to embark upon. Yeah. So if it is growth, how can we help you to grow your business safely? Yeah. And Max, to the best of my knowledge, there is absolutely no one in the market, even in my own trade credit insurance market, who does that. So that's investment in time to really understand where this business wants to go. Yeah. And that is that's technology driven? Is that going to be products driven? It's going to be risk driven, or is it liquidity driven? And then as best we can, they will then facilitate with some products and services, or even sometimes some introduction to companies that we believe will help them to achieve their goal. And just to reiterate, the, the relationship you have with your, your customers, your clients is not transactional. You, you have a partnership relationship with, with them. You, you want to have that partnership with them for the, for the long term. Yeah, we do. And we get great satisfaction in helping a company. We've got to make money. We all do. But we get great satisfaction in seeing a company grow from 10 million to 20 million to 30 million. Yeah. Knowing what risks they're taking and having a small part in helping them to achieve that. Yeah. That to us, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. We get a lot of personal satisfaction in, in a small way helping these companies to achieve. 
And also when it goes wrong, will we get that claim paid and that claim gets paid quickly so that working capital is back in the business, helping them to grow their business. Yeah, and I, th I think you're slightly understated it, Andy. I think with having a relationship with you gives gives people the confidence and the guarantee to get on with what they're good at, um, selling, marketing, growing fantastic fresh produce, and knowing that this whole area of credit insurance is covered um, professionally by 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 your by yourself. So I think you're slightly underselling yourself there, sir. Which is, which is unusual. But let me just say this again, is credit insurance may not be the solution. It could be just, for example, they want to identify the risk that's in their ledger. It could be they have some new customers that approach them and they want someone to look at them from a risk perspective. It could be even down to they've got some customers that are not paying them. Yeah, and therefore we need to look at collections or we may look at litigation. It's all about making sure that that most fluid asset, which is the receivables, the money that's owed to them, that they have extended credit in good faith, yeah, is protected, and any money that's due is collected, and that money is reinvested back in the business to, to fund more growth. Yeah? Yeah. And any, any interruption in that cycle has a significant impact on of that course. business, yeah? both on profit, on working capital, and ultimately shareholder value. Yeah, that's, I, I don't understand why, why, why companies wouldn't, wouldn't want to, to engage, engage with you in that respect. Um, tell us about this, um, this new initiative you're launching um, later this year in, in September, Ready, Steady, Grow. Tell us about that, please. Yeah, it's, a, it's an idea we come up with about, and again, it goes back to what I said before. It's about this real positive message in the market. Yeah, it's about helping companies to, you know, we've been through the pandemic. Yeah, the food sector has survived very well through that, uh, that period of time. And then as we emerge, there's going to be more challenges. And all we want to do is share best practice. We're going to share videos. We're going to give insights and good concepts. We're going to talk about risk. So we're going to have videos. We're going to have articles. We're going to have more publications on Fruitful. So we're going to flood the market in a positive sense with as much information that we can share that we believe will help everyone within the fresh produce market. And if there's one or two articles, one or two videos that helps one or two companies, then all the investment, all the time is, will be worth it. Well, well done. And, and we had you on, um, I, I don't know if you remember this, it's, it feels like a millennia ago. Uh, you were on in mid-December with a broadcast we did uh, with some other industry leaders about Brexit, um, trying to predict um, what was going to happen. And you were so eloquent and succinct as to what you thought was going to happen. And, and actually, um, literally everything that you talked about did, did, did occur. And what I'm excited about seeing you, Andy, on is... Um, uh, platforms like ourselves, but also talking on a on a more regular basis when we get back to uh, full full uh, live live conferences because we need we, there's very few individuals actually giving us a, a bit of an, a financial understanding as to what's going to happen. So as we've got you on, what's your what's your view? Get get your get your binoculars out, get your crystal ball out. What do you think is going to happen over the next three to six months within the fresh produce sector economically and in the wider area that we need to be aware of? Um, so that we can, I just, I want you to, 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 to predict the future um, so that we can use your products um, to make sure that we're guaranteeing ourselves for, for, for growth. What do you see happening in the next three to six months on an economic basis, please? Okay, I, I would say what I said then, uh, I, I think you're right. Most of what I said has come true uh, and I'm going to build on that, yeah. If you look at, and what I said last time, is that we're trading in a very much an artificial economic environment. Not just us in the UK, but globally. Yeah. yeah. If you start looking at the numbers, there's 6,000 companies that's been predicted 
that should have gone bust during 2020 and the early part of 2021. But those companies have survived because of the artificial environment and the government support scheme, whether that's furlough or sea bills or, or, or the government backed guarantee loans. So there's a lot of companies that are now trading that potentially should be trading. Uh, we've talked about the hospitality sector. Uh, I personally think that I don't think we're going to see the volume of, of consumers going back to hospitality yeah, pre-pandemic. I, I think there's going to have a longer tail to that. It may take 12 months or 18 months. I think there's a generation that's used to be sitting at home now and drinking a glass of wine and may not venture out to a restaurant as frequent as they would have done. Um, I, I think the, you know, we talked about the pubs, we talked about the restaurants. I think there's going to be fewer and fewer restaurants and pubs. Um, and I think it's going to be a very much a challenging time. And, and essentially what we're saying is I, I think we're going to go through that real horrible trading period where as we emerge from this and there's going to be a lots of positivity, but yep. there's a lot of companies that have got a lot of loans they've got to pay back. They've got, they may have to pay their landlord that they haven't paid uh, any rent for the last 15 to 18 months. Uh, the furlough scheme comes to an end. There's going to be issues in employing the right people at the right salary. Then you're talking about potentially increasing in margins because getting the products, the extra cost of customs and documentation, getting the right product on the right time. So I still believe that, you know, for that six months period, as you described, I think there's going to be massive opportunity for the forward thinking, innovative, fresh produce company. So that's, yeah, that's the positive message. But those companies that potentially will say, well, we've always done it this way. Yeah, uh, the market will always write itself. Uh, I've always traded with this company. Yeah, I know their dad and their dad's dad and that. I think those are the companies that unfortunately, I think will, will have a tough period of trading. And then you start looking at the other side. There's more new companies being set up at Companies House. Uh, I think in 2020, I think 85,000 more companies uh, than previous year. So being a cynic that I am, are those companies setting up because they want to fold the old company and yeah. then start a new company? And what will be the level of uh, default on those government loans? And, and, yeah. and, you know, and this figure has been quoted as high as 40%. So we've got the landlords, we've got the furlough, we've got the funding, we've got tough conditions, we've got consumer, perhaps the volume not going back to them. So I think it's going to be an exciting, a challenging. Um, and, and I think the clever, smart companies that maybe look at products like credit insurance, look at risk modeling, look at their debtors, look at opportunities, there will, there will be companies that will emerge from this even stronger. Uh, and if you look through the history books, it's those companies that adapt, that innovate, yeah. Yeah, and certainly agree who are disruptive. So uh, there's going to be some winners. Uh, and unfortunately, I think there's going to be quite a few uh, losers as well. Yeah, and, and, and into that, um, if the, the successful companies I've, I've come across have always got successful uh, partnerships. And I've said this in so many broadcasts before, that in a, in, a, in a world war or world recession, people have to do two things. They have to eat and clean, and even more so in a, in a, in a world pandemic as we're, as we're coming out of that. So if you're in the eating game, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. But there's a, there's, a, there's a rocky road ahead, as you've indicated, that there's going to be companies that are um, not still trading that may not be here. There's uh, companies coming up. Um, either as a phoenix from the ashes or as a, as a startup. But we all know that uh, two, two out of three startups don't, don't make it. So you've got to be very careful as to who you align yourself to with the, with the, on, the, on the supply side. That's why you need 
Andy um, to, to be aligned to and his, uh, his great team uh, for the um, EFSIS products to be deployed to make sure that the, um, you've been steered through this rocky road to get Andy to get to, get to that flag of success, wherever that is, a year, two years, three years out. So, so here's why I'm really keen for the fresh produce sector to partner with you. And I think it's fantastic that not only have you, you've been so, so noisy and positively disruptive uh, with this, and we, Andy and I were just talking in the green room with some of the other concepts um, and marketing elements that Andy and the team are going to come along. Um, so it's a, it's a great business to watch because they're, they're going to come in and help our sector in a tremendous way, not only with the, this type of publication, um, but also with the, with the services that um, Andy, that you and your team deploy. And Andy, if, uh, on the basis that, that fresh produce companies will want to get in contact with you and engage with you to, to have their articles in Fruitful um, or and to um, have them uh, deploy your services. How, how can people get in contact with you and your team, please? Yeah, I think the best thing is to go to our website. It's called www.efsis.com. That's E-F-C-I-S.com. Uh, there's a box on the right-hand side. You can put your contact details in. Or how we work as a business, I'm going to give you my mobile number. Yeah, so there's not many CEOs of companies will give out their mobile number. You call me. Yeah, that's 07-968-955-275-or-email-me-on-a.moylan-at-efsis.com. The important thing also to note is what we do is, is that we see it as an investment. Yeah, So don't see it as a cost of insurance. Don't see it as a cost of a service. If we're doing our job right, then that investment, we call it an investment in form of premium or, or services, yeah, should result in more profit, more turnover, more shareholder value. So, and, and that's the dynamics. People say, but you're not an insurance broker. In essence, we're not. We just use insurance as one of the tools to help us to help our client to grow their business. So see what we do as an important investment for the future to help you to make the right risk decisions. Also, I would add that we're, we're not a business that just nods. Yeah? So if there's a difficult situation, a difficult risk, we're happy to have that conversation with you. At the very least, our clients are in an informed position, the basis on which they're making that commercial decision. So this relationship isn't a passive relationship. It's about identifying growth, identifying risk, and helping our clients to make the right decisions based upon the most up-to-date information available in the market. There we go. Exciting times ahead, um, but slightly rocky. That's why you need to partner with, uh, with Andy and his fantastic team at uh, FCS to give you that helping hand to grab that success as, it's, as it comes along to you. Andy, thank you very much for your time. Um, and we look forward to seeing the next publication of uh, Fruit Force that comes out. All right, thanks, Max. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Keep well. Thanks, Andy. Bye. Bye-bye-bye.